This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Merry <laughs> Christmas, everybody! Welcome back to the Christmas Countdown Show, Season 3, Episode number 6. Six. Yeah, we got some jingle bells happening. I put those over there, like meaning to jingle them right at the beginning, and I almost forgot. Go. There you go. I should bring in my really good jingle bell. Remember, we've talked about that before. My like yes. very expensive, nice jingle bells. Um, but you're you're here, folks. You Welcome. made it. Welcome to episode five. Uh, today we're going to be doing the second half of our top ten desert island Christmas artists. That's a mouthful. And there were some great artists. There were some shockers. Ten through six. Yeah. So I can't even imagine. Where are we going from here? I can't wait to talk about Limp Biscuit. And uh <laughs> Dude, I loved Limp Biscuit in its moment though. Did you see that documentary about yes. Woodstock? Woodstock ninety nine. When they performed? Yes. And literally like the whole place, like everyone exploded. All of a sudden just lost connection with reality and, and we're like we just tear down monsters. walls now yeah that's what we do and that like the the people that were running woodstock were like please don't like egg them on they're already because green day had played earlier and they were throwing all the mud at green and they day were, like, out of and there was water. no water nowhere to go to the bathroom yeah. no food so these kids were already freaking out oh, yeah and they were like limp biscuit when you go out there please just like be chill and then Fred Durst went out and was like, like, let's say about break stuff. And then let's just like, bring this place to the ground. <laughs> burn it to the ground. Yeah, and then oh they just God. got in like their SUV wow. and like left yeah. afterwards. Did yeah. I tell you the only time in my life that I've ever really, truly felt like I might die was at a Limp Bizkit concert. Was it really? Yes. I went to Limp Bizkit in, I guess it would be the year 2000. Okay. Because uh, I was a freshman. In the year 2000. Um. Uh, it was in Peoria, Illinois, where I went to college. Okay. And it was either 2000 or 2001. And it was my freshman or sophomore year. And my little brother had come up to visit me for the weekend. So he was still in high school. Oh. And we were having a good weekend and everything. And it was fun. And we went to a Limp Bizkit concert. But we had not told our parents that we were going to You can't to tell concert. your parents you're going to Limp Bizkit. Right. No. And it was uh, Limp Bizkit, Method Man, and System of a Down. Whoa. It was a great concert. That is a recipe for, for chaos. 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 Yes. Yep. And so we're at this concert, and we were kind of up near the front. You're not know, like right at the front, but near the front. Yeah. And it was a pretty intense mosh pit. You know, it was, it was definitely elbows were flying. You punches were, in the pit. were Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to love to get in a pit. Wow. Loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. And so me and my brother are in there, and we're kind of having fun. We're pushing people and getting hit and everything. It's a good, good time. But then all of a sudden, in the middle of the concert, the people in the back of the floor section, like, just started pushing forward. Oh, that's dangerous. In, like, a big wave. Yeah. And so at one point, I was literally not horizontal to the ground, but I was at probably a less than 45 degree angle. Whoa, okay. And I had people below me and people on top of oh me. Oh my gosh. And it was just getting crushed and crushed and crushed and tighter and tighter. And like everyone's screaming. The people below me are screaming. Oh the people gosh. on top of me are screaming. I'm screaming. I'm trying to talk to my brother. And everybody's just kind of trying to push back, but the people in the back were still pushing forward. It was true chaos where like i've been in dicey situations where i'm like oh this could get spicy quick right. but like you could always at least like talk your way out of it or if you had to pay your way out of it or like there was some exit strategy you're just talking about broadway the, yes exactly exactly but this was like 
I was like, there's nothing I can do. I can yell as loud as I want, yeah. but these people below me are, can't move and the people above me can't move. And so it was like a real moment of like, I'm going to die at a Limp Bizkit concert. And I'm going to hear Fred Durst screaming. screaming. Break wow. stuff. Yeah. Isn't and that that's wild? why they're number three on your list, right? That's right. That's, <laughs> and that's my reason for Limp Bizkit's whole catalog. Did they ever, we got to do a they deep should. dive into like the most obscure Christmas songs or most art, most obscure artists to record a yes, Christmas song. we by. should. Did we ever talk about, I feel like we may have breezed by this, but there was a documentary that I think was on Netflix. Okay. That was all about a guy who collected super random Christmas albums. Really? And it's, I'll try to find it. And if anybody is listening and they know, you can send it in to us. But I'll do some research. But there's definitely a documentary that's all about a guy like going to record stores all around the country and finding, you know, the most random. It's a Cal Christmas. It's a Cal Christmas kind of things. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And speaking of, speaking of. The, uh, the elephant, as it were, <laughs> in the moom. Uh, uh, sorry, I was trying to figure out how to get Moo into there. That was good. That was good. Uh, Eric's sweater today, yeah. folks. If there were ever a reason to go watch our shows on YouTube, this episode is that reason, friends. Uh, and, and and I'll just tell you where to do that. Go to YouTube.com/slash Countdown Network. The link is also in the episode notes, uh, where you can watch full episodes. Eric's sweater today. I don't even know where to begin describing it. Eric said to me on the hallway before we came in, because we'll, you know, sort of like brainstorm a little bit before yeah. the episode, like, oh, what's our small talk going to be? And he's like, well, you could talk about my sweater. <laughs> and I said, I was like, Eric, I don't know if there's enough time in this show to talk about your so sweater. Let me describe it a little. Please bit. do. It is. It is an ugly Christmas sweater. What? In, in the vein of. Right. Yeah. Um, and it has the entire chest is filled up with a embroidered <laughs> cow <laughs> and the cow has a wreath around his neck uh, and a santa hat and a, a barrel of hay yeah. below him uh and the barrel of hay this is a pretty cool feature of this uh particular sweater is you it's like a pocket so if you had a, a beverage you a could put bevy. it you could put it right into the is it barrel insulated does it keep it chilled uh probably not you could put a koozie in but there. but i could put a koozie in there oh, yes that'd be cool um and i have to say my wife bought me this Aww. so shout out to lisa thank you for buying me this uh, but she decided to buy it for me because a person in our uh, Christmas Countdown Facebook group. The private group? The private group. Bob Speakman. Bobby. Back in August posted Whoa. this. It was from Kohl's. And he posted about it. And Lisa ordered it the next day, which is awesome. And I got to say, I have to point out some of the, the comments under this thing when Bob posted okay. it. Uh, you tagged me saying, Eric, you got to get this. I knew this looked familiar. And right then there. Lisa said, my wife said, thank you for this PSA. Love this so much. <laughs> Very good. And then uh, Mary Garner, shout out Mary, uh, said that she was on Timu and saw a picture of... Um, a thing that says cowbells ring are you listening oh my which gosh. is very good uh and then lisa said may garner this is fabulous too oh my gosh so my wife is active in the comments I with cow puns love that and she's really in appreciate it appreciate that that's so good and if you want to be a part of this very moory community Ooh, thank good. you uh just uh join the patreon that'll get you access not only to bonus episodes and some cool swag some show swag discounts for merch you will also get to be a part of this private Facebook community, which honestly, we say this every episode, 
but they are like some of the most merry people uh, that I have ever known. And they're so welcoming and, and kind and encouraging. Like it's become, it really has become like a group of friends. Yeah. Uh, not just like us friends with them, but like them becoming friends with each other. I saw um, one of our Christmas countdown crew members, which is what we call all of those people. Um, last year had this idea for like a gift card exchange and they're doing it again this year. So all these people that didn't know each other prior to our little podcast coming around, are now friends and sending each other holiday cards and they send cards to us here. And, and if you're one of those people or you're not one of those people, you know, who's a member of the group and you want to send us a card, you can do that. Uh, you can email us Kringle at christmascountdownshow.com and we'll send you our PO box and you could have your greeting card, not only read here on air, but we'll, we'll put it in the, put studio. It in the studio. We'll put yeah. it on, put it on display for all the peeps. You know, Danny, so you yes. know, I love cows What? and I love cows at Christmas, what? especially <laughs> I made, I'm making a plea to our listeners now. Okay. I made a design for a merch shirt that I sent to Danny. I don't think it's been approved yet, but if we can get enough people <laughs> shouting out that they need to get this merch, it's basically, it says, do you have it on your phone? Can you show it? I to do. I, let me see. Let me right pull here. it up here. What's funny is. So Eric and I do almost all of the designs that yeah. are on our website. We have hired some people to do some great designs, like the no business, like show biz, yeah. snow business that Eric wore the other day, the Christmas is coming, uh, Game of Thrones one. But we do a lot of the ideas and like I'll throw out an idea to Eric and he'll like send me the yeah. design. I put it up on the website. And recently Eric sent me a collection of like designs and I didn't put them up on the website. And you didn't then, think like, they were cool enough, but they're very cool. A couple weeks later, after I put up some other designs, Eric sent me the whole batch of photos. And he goes, "Yeah, we gotta get these ones." You remember the these other ones too. that I spent a bunch of time on? But this one is the best one, and it's re- it says, "Christmas countdown show." Oh my gosh. Christmas countdown with a cow. It's so great. It's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. That one is for the super fans. Yes, like, yes, absolutely for sure. Um, they are very cute and I, I do like Thank them you. a lot. But we got I, some good ones going. On. Did I not write back to you? I said, I was like, Well, if you want, like, you did, you did. I said, Do you need the login information? And did I do it? No, no, you didn't, <laughs> but I, but I will, I will. We've been busy. Those would be fun on wrapping paper. Oh, yeah, because we actually, through our printing service, printing I just time. tested it out the other day with like some clip art stuff where I put like an old, like, red Volkswagen bug yeah. with like a Christmas tree on top. Yeah. As like a repeat pattern, which you can buy. We should do our logo. Oh my gosh. As, that as would be wrapping wild. paper. That's actually pretty good. If people had our logo underneath their Christmas tree as this holiday paper, season, yeah. that'd be pretty darn, pretty That's darn what epic. We should, do. We, should, we will make this as a wrapping paper with our logo. Mm-hmm. And if you send us a picture of at least one present wrapped with our show logo wrapping paper under your Christmas tree, yes, we will send you a sticker. Okay. Is that fair? And how about a magnet? And a magnet. While we're at it. Which yeah. is, fun fact, that's when people join the Patreon. They get what they get is they get a show sticker and a magnet and a little letter. We do yeah. these handwritten letters yeah. that we like to send out to people to say thank you thank for you so supporting thank the you. show. Thank you so much. Uh, what should we get to next? What well, you have been wanting to talk about for multiple episodes, Danny. What? <laughs> Share. Like me. This is some breaking Holiday news. It is breaking. It's so breaking that the album came out, I think, a week and a half ago. <laughs> but it's okay. But it's okay. Uh, you know, and I actually heard one of the songs. Oh, did you really? On I was listening to Holiday Radio the other day, and uh, and I heard it. Which song did you hear? Um, cr- DJ Play Me a Christmas Song, yes. I think was the song. That's the one. It, it feels... So tell people what we're talking about here. So Cher, yes. who we all know. The one She's and been only. doing it 
for ages. Iconique. Iconique, some might say. Uh, she is sharing with us. Oh, um, that was good, Danny. That was just off the cuff, baby. It's the best. When there's no script, that's when it's the best. That's when it's the most magical. Uh, she, for the first time ever, yeah. is releasing, or I guess at this point is released, yeah. a holiday album because it came out on the 20th. And that DJ song is very similar to... Um, what was that? Uh, do you believe in life after love? Yeah, kind so of a, a dance that, like, track. A dance track with the auto-tune vibe. So it's a very similar feel. Um, and there's a ton of other artists that make guest appearances on uh, on the album. She's got uh, a song with Darlene Love, which is super, super fun because, you know, as we chatted about sort of briefly, I think when you were chatting about Darlene Love recently, is that uh, Cher, when she was 17 years old, she was a background vocalist. On that track. On Baby, please, Christmas, baby, please yeah. come home, wow. um, which is absolutely uh, amazing. There's also the artist uh, Tyga mm-hmm. is on there as well. Um, is Buble on there? I think. Uh, Buble is on there. Cindy Lauper is on there. Um, Stevie Wonder is on there. That's a big lineup. It's a big lineup. Yeah. And Tyga is the one that sort of like stood out to me that I was like, wow, I wouldn't have expected. I don't know who Tyga is. Uh Tyga is the type of artist. It's a rapper. Okay. Uh, Tyga's a rapper. Tyga is the type of artist you're not going to listen to in the car with your children. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, songs like Loco Contigo. Um, maybe you know that one. No. Uh, we won't play it. Uh, <laughs> another song called Taste. Um, okay. I sure see where could, it's going. You can see yep. where this is going. Yep. Uh, a lot of explicit E's. Uh it should be rather than Tyga, it should be Tygi, I think is what Tyga's name should be. Horrible dad joke. But the name of the song I love that Cher did. Split. Tygi Split. Why am I trying to say explicit? Tygi Explicit. <laughs> Tygi Explicit. We you can cut that out. You can cut that today, out. Baby. Oh, God. And here we are. <laughs> um, but the name of the song that Tyga does with Cher is called Drop Top Sleigh Ride. Okay. I'm excited to hear that one. I bet that'll be good. It's going to be the Yeet Bop banger of Christmas 2023. Probably. Probably. Are you, were you ever a big Cher fan? Like, was Cher ever an artist like your parents liked or I can't say that it was. You know, I, I, I got a little bit into Cher because my family loves Mamma Mia so much. Okay. And Cher is in Mamma Mia 2. Oh, right. With a pretty cool cameo. Um, so like we kind of got into Cher's version of ABBA songs, but like, I, I don't have anything against Cher, yeah. but it was not necessarily a part of my childhood. If I was asked to name five Cher songs, mm-hmm. I don't think I could name five. You got, I believe, in Life After Love. I in Life After Love. Uh, you got, uh, I got you to hold yeah, yeah. my hand. Yep. Living in a House Divided. Ooh, what's that? I only know that. I felt like, I was like, if I throw this out, everyone's going to think I'm like, Really, no music. Deep, deep the only reason I know that song is because a friend of mine wrote it for her. Oh, very cool. I don't think I've ever listened to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, Tom. He's Tom Baylor. Guy. Well, he also wrote uh, "She's Out of My Life" for Michael Jackson and um, "Julie, Do You Love Me." Wow. Anyway, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, pretty good. But those are the three that I think I know. Yeah, I don't know that. Chris, I could do you know do any share that. songs off the top of your head? John's got. John's some. eager to jump in. Only one I know. Uh, turn back time. Oh, oh my yeah. Gosh. If I could turn back time, down, then I would run away. When she was on, was it SNL that Maya Rudolph used to do in a person? I'm sure. Down. 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 My gosh. So Chris, good. can you, this will get us to five. If Chris knows a share Chris, song, do you know one share We have song? done it. Yeah, I know a bunch. Bang Bang was an older one. Uh, Strong Enough, right? That's the only two I can think of that you didn't already say. Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. 
okay. Look at you. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. That one. Are you a big Cher fan? I just, I'm really into music, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Do you know Living in a House Divided? It's a great song. <laughs> Living in a House Divided. Harold. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Cher has got a good. Christmas album yes. this so holiday season. Check Make sure uh, you check it out, folks. It's, it's a Do good Do you one. know where I heard Cher's song, DJ or uh, DJ Play Me a Christmas Song? A soul cycle. Is I was on Spotify. Okay. And I was listening to a uh, playlist of new releases, which Ooh. is actually kind of fun, of all Christmas, like holiday new releases. Oh, that's fun. So that's I'm, I'm definitely going to be diving deep into that playlist to try to get some new inspiration. Oh. Speaking of Spotify and DJs, yes. have you ever done the DJ feature on Spotify? No. It's like an AI thing where there's like a guy who's like, hey, Danny, you know, I know you've really been into these songs lately, so I'm going to put together a couple, you know, uh, not playlists. Perfect playlist or something? But like, it'll be like deep cuts of songs that you used to listen to along. He goes, wow. like, you know, and when you were in high school, you know, this was the song that was definitely playing in the background at a bunch of the parties, you know? Really? I got to try this. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like Aaliyah playing or something like that or... Yeah, it's all these like rando songs. I was like, it's fun and it feels like he's like talking directly cool. to you. That's very yeah. cool. So very if you haven't checked out that feature, make sure, make sure you do. Yes, um, I think we have another game before we get to the countdown. I love yeah. games so much. Uh, Chris, you got a game for us? I do have a game. Sheesh. I have a great game. We're gonna be doing some uh, Smasher Pass today. Ooh. Okay. All right. We have a wheel, but I know on Disney Countdown we call it the Wheel of Destiny. What should we call it for here, though? Oh my gosh. Wheel of Festivity. The wheel. The wheel. Wheel of Wonderland. Wheel of Wonder. The Wonderland wheel. The wintry Wonderland wheel. That's a lot of W's. That's kind of good. You like that. The wintry Wonderland wheel. The the wheel of the Wonder Wheel. The Wonder Wheel. I think Winter Wonder Wheel. Winter Wonder Wheel. Winter Wonder Wheel. Boom. That is how you workshop stuff, folks. There it is. We have the Winter Wonder Wheel. I will bring up my screen. Oh, there's a lot of... Oh, it's red and green. A lot of selections there. That's awesome. Emilio never did that. I brought that to the table. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Emilio, are you listening out there? (laughs) Take that, Emilio. Georgia. John got a chair. (laughs) These are all iconic holiday foods. Here we go. Let's give it a good spin. All right. Oh. Sound effect. It's very festive. Sugar Sugar cookies. And we just say whether we would smash or pass? Yeah, absolutely. Smash. Smash I'll smash a baker's dozen. Absolutely. Sugar cookies, top of the list. Maybe not top, top, but Mm -hmm. top three. Oh, my gosh. Of just things at Christmas. Unless they put cinnamon dots on it. No, then they're number one. (laughs) Why? Cinnamon Imperials! Do we know why? I feel like I learned this as a child because I just said, I'll take a baker's dozen, which I know is 13. Yeah. Why did a baker's dozen become 13? Was it just in case one like broke, broke or, something? or something? You yeah. want to have an extra? I'd buy that. That seems logical. If you're a baker out there, let us know. Let us know. We'd love to know why it's called a baker's dozen. But in the meantime, we're going to smash, smash those sugar, those sugar cookies. cookies. Mm. Smash them. All right. Let's give it another spin. Now I'm hungry. sound. <laughs> Cranberry sauce. sauce. Not for Ugh. me. I'm going to pass on that. Oh, I'm going to pass so hard. So hard. Like, it, I have never understood the allure Cranberry. of it. Like, it looks disgusting coming out of the can. Yeah. Sliced doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't help it. For me. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, cranberry is like a very specific flavor. Do you like cranberries in any case? Cranberry juice, cranberries, 
by themselves, cranberry sauce. Cranberry? I'm, I'm a no on all of it. I've, sometimes I'm a little okay with cranberry Some juice. pie or something? I think maybe when I was 21 and I wanted to like be cool when I'd order a drink, going out to like the bar to get like a vodka, vodka cran. Sure, sure, yeah. Isn't it funny? You, you never said vodka cranberry. No. You vodka cran. Fr- vodka, vodka cran. With a lime, obviously. What if they put a little crayon in it <laughs> instead of cranberries? <laughs> you said vodka cran. Oh, that's a funny sketch. The literal guy yeah. who just literally gives somebody a vodka with a crayon inside of it. The red crayon. Oh, that's amazing. So that's going to be a hard. Yeah, hard pass. Is there any way you could make it better? The only time that I've ever even been tempted to try something cranberry is like a cranberry seltzer with some mm. like carbonation to it. Okay. Because I do like berry flavored things. Right. Like I like blueberry flavored things, raspberry, strawberry, all those things. But, but cran... Yeah, but some people love cranberry juice. Yeah. They're just like Not super, super into it. I don't know. I, I think that's going to be in that iteration. Pass. Definitely a hard pass. Pass. Yeah. Pass. Okay. Let's give it another spin. There's got to be cranberry lovers out there, right? Deviled eggs. Oh, no. For what? me. No. Are you serious? Hard pass. What? I don't do eggs unless my wife or my mom makes them. Like any form, like scrambled, hard-boiled? Definitely not hard-boiled. The only eggs I'll ever eat are scrambled eggs. Okay. But I would really prefer that they be filled with cheese and meat and salt and pepper. Deviled eggs? Like just straight-up eggs. And deviled eggs, I cannot do. Are you serious? Cannot do. I think deviled eggs is one of the most like underrated- like appetizer sure. items, snacks. When I show up to a party and somebody pulls off that like that Tupperware container and inside that baby is those little... Because they make like a custom one oh, yeah. for deviled eggs where they just cradles the egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see the little sprinkle of... It's not nutmeg. What is, what is it that they put on the top? Paprika. Paprika, Ugh. yes. Ugh. With the mayonnaise and the mustard, maybe a little like sweet pickle mixed in there. If you show up, to a party with yeah. like a dozen deviled eggs, I will crush that entire tray. I won't think twice about it. Would you be that guy that stands by the appetizer table and is just like, I'm not leaving. I'm not going to take one and go and mingle. I'm going to stand here and I'm going to finish this tray. I don't like you better be there because if it's the type of thing that like you're waiting for someone to bring them around the party, if they get set down first, I'm eating all of them. I like every that. single all one right. of them. I'm a pass. Can I add something to the? Yeah. Uh, Please. My mom found out that my wife and I don't have a devil a deviled eggs tray, and she was astonished. So uh, for that, like I think how it was can that Christmas, one live without a deviled eggs tray? Exactly, and for that Christmas, that's what we got—a really fancy one. Really? Like, All I right. I didn't know I needed one that bad. You do. But thank you. I don't have. Do I have one? I don't know. My wife will tell me after she listens to the episode. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, she'll show me the tray. Full of with with deviled eggs, eggs. yes. yes. <laughs> All right, what's the next one, Chris? Let's get it going. Stuffing. Stuffing. Oh. Smash, smash, smash all day long. Smash it again. <laughs> I love stuffing. I've talked about this before. If we're talking about one food. Yeah. It's stuffing. I think when we did our top 10 foods season one, I think stuffing was at the top of your list. I think I might have had mashed potatoes. Yeah. yeah. But stuffing, always very close. But then we did have that heated debate about fruit 
in stuffing. Remember I shared with you my wife's recipe includes apples. Right. Which, if there was any fruit to go into stuffing, that would be the most acceptable. What about sliced cranberries cranberries (laughs) in your stuffing? I bet some people do that. But would no, you no. pass? I, w- I would pass. It would, would it would make the stuffing. I would have to eat around it. I feel like that's like a dish you would see at like Christmas in like the 70s where like oh, somebody yeah. showed up with like a stuffing. I but, got my cranberry stuffing. But a top of dish. it is like they've sliced it and just sort of layered it all across the top. Oh, so you yeah. can't see the stuff. You're like, what is this? Is that just a bunch of cranberry? No, 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 no. no cranberry stuffing. This is cranberry stuffing and you're going to love it. Oh, God. Two scoops. <laughs> but stuffing. Uh, we've said this before. I don't know why we only eat stuffing like twice a year. It's got to be year round. And Christmas. We sh- it should be like French fries. Yeah. I wish when I went to a fast food place and they're like, do you want fries with that? And I go, do you have stuffing? What are my other options? Uh, you can get a salad or stuffing. I'll, I'll take stuffing. I will take. They should make stuffing oh into God. fries. Oh, that would stuffing be fries. Stuffing fries would be great. What would you call them? Fruffs. Struffs. Fruffing. Struffs. Stri- Stries. You know what I would love to see is like in a McDonald's fry container just filled with stuffing. Just, just like chunks. You a fork? And a little fork and you just eat it right well, out Like a gut buster sort Absolutely. of situation? Yeah. Can you imagine gut buster? What's gut buster? You never had a gut buster? No. Oh my gosh. So let me take you back to my childhood. Okay. All right. So after I would finish playing my baseball games, there was like a snack bar there and they would get like, not the small little Frito bag, but like the big size sure. Frito, not the big scoopy ones, but like the regular size. Yeah. They cut the top of it uh-huh. and then they pour chili yeah, over yeah. the top of the Fritos and then cheese and all the other things. Eat it out of the bag. What if you did like a stuffing version That'd be good. of that Fritos with like stuffing and then gravy? Mm. Oh my That's gosh. Good. Doesn't that we sound delicious? We always call those walking tacos. Okay. That you would do it like over uh, okay. Doritos. You get a spork. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's like the only time a spork makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Can somebody please make stuffing fries? We need stuffing in our lives more often. That feels like an air fryer thing, right? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Doesn't it? We should try. All right. What you, what you got next? I want stuffing fries so bad right now. Ooh. Hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. Man, yes. it's hot. It's hot. It's hot, 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 hot chocolate. Um, <laughs> smash for me. Yeah, smash it all day. I, I don't think there's ever a time where someone offers me a hot chocolate where I go, you got water? Yeah. I do like a hot chocolate with a little bourbon. Mm, a little bourbon. Okay. Hot chocolate is not too shabby. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're going out to like look at the zoo lights or something like that. Yeah. You're walking around. You need just the warmth of the hot chocolate, but a little extra. Love hot you chocolate. You can't go wrong. It's, it is the perfect drink when you're going out Christmas caroling. Uh, perfect drink if you're like, I don't know, just hanging out at night watching Christmas movies, having some popcorn, a little, little hot chocolate. And we'll talk more about this later in the season, but chocolate bombs, cocoa bombs, which we had for the first time last season from Bissinger's and Hallmark Channel. So, so good. So I think that's going to be a smash all season long. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Do your kids drink like chocolate milk ever? No. So my kids love chocolate milk. Well, really, my son does more. And he has no concept that when he drinks chocolate milk, that he just gets the biggest (laughs) milk mustache, like all the way to his cheeks. And I'll be like, wipe your face. And he's like, what? Do I have something on my face? I'm like, yes. How can you not feel that you have chocolate all over your face? And he just is like completely ambivalent to it. And I'm like, you don't feel like 
you if I ever drank chocolate milk, yeah. and I have, and if I get a little chocolate mustache, I feel it, and I get a napkin, wipe it off as soon as I take a sip. Right. But he will do a full glass and just go the rest of the day. If I did not go and wipe off his face, he's like, I'm good to go. Uh, there's nothing on my face. Why do like milk mustaches happen so much to children? Like I, yeah, I. Is it a way that a child drinks milk versus like the way we've learned yeah. to drink milk? I don't, know. I don't really drink milk to be honest. I love milk. I, I like almond milk. I drink about a gallon of milk every two days. Really? By myself. This shirt is making so much more sense. The cows. Those, it's, yeah. all, it's all part of it. You are pot committed, on, pot committed on the on cows. cows and dairy. I yeah. love it. Um, Chris, thank you very much for that game. That was very fun. I like it. We will play more of that this season. Yeah, there's a ton of uh, like spots that we yeah, didn't even use in this one. Yeah, there was a bunch that we didn't one. pick. Um, the winter wheel of wait. The, the winter, wheel of winter. The, the winter wonder wheel. Winter wonder wheel. Is that That's right? What it was. Yeah, okay. winter write wonder that. wheel. I will forget yeah. that. Right. So let's write that down. Um, Eric, the weekend is almost upon us, which means one thing and one thing alone. Can you guess it? New Hallmark Channel movies. Oh, it is the most merry yes. time of the week when we're on the precipice. It is <laughs> Thursday and looking in the not so distant future are three brand new Hallmark Channel Christmas movies. And there's one that I'm really excited about this weekend. It's super punny and super funny. Okay, I like that. Never been Christ. All right. Now, I don't know if you saw, but in our little private Facebook group, uh, Chris, who is the producer of the show, <laughs> I did see this. Did sort of like a silly version of the art, and I was laughing at this last night because uh, I thought it was funny, you thought it was funny, but we thought it was funny because we knew this movie was coming, and then right. it dawned on me, oh, I don't know if all these people <laughs> know that there's this movie coming right. out on Hallmark Channel movie. If they had the Hallmark Channel movie checklist app, they would know. They would know 100%, know. but I was like, oh, they just think that like Chris superimposed our faces onto women's <laughs> Two bodies. Two random ladies' and like, bodies. Okay, Chris, let's get a little, a little too serious yeah. here. But, uh, but I'm excited about this film starring Tyler Hines, Janelle Parrish, and Pascal Lamoth Kipnis. Mm. Fun name to say. Yeah. Sort of like Francisco. Francisco. In, in the movie Elf. Um, but I love this movie because it, it feels... Like something that many of us, you know, have dealt with at one time or another when you go home for the holidays, right? You know, you have these two uh, lead characters, Naomi and Liz, and they've become very successful. Mm -hmm. And they're returning home, you know, for, for the holidays. And they start running into all these people that they went to high school with. And this whole conversation about redos comes up. And I don't know if you've ever run into this, but, you know, I'm from a small town. And, and I can remember, like, when I was in my 20s and early 30s, I would come back home for the holidays and I'd go out to, like, a local restaurant and I would run into, like, all these people I went to high school with. Do you, yeah. Did that ever happen to you? Not really, only okay. because my parents moved away from Chicago like, oh. right after my brother graduated, my little brother. So he was only a couple years behind me. Yeah. So I never really had that. I mean, I've gone back to Chicago since, but not ever like at the holidays where you sit. I know of this phenomenon, but right. I've never experienced it myself. It's a super interesting experience because, you know, much like sort of plays out in, in this film, Never Been Christ, you're like, well, I remember that person to be like super popular. Yeah, or yeah. They were like the prom king or queen. And they're sort of like forever locked in as that person in yeah. your mind, like the 17, 18 year old version and then you start to realize, you know, you have, this happens in real life and, and in the film is that like, oh, their lives have gone on for the last yeah. 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it might be. And you started, you sort of start to figure out who these people really are, which is, I think, a, a really fun subject matter to, to explore. But there's one thing they do in this film 
that I really, really love is that when they first come back home, they start to identify who these people are, you know, like most athletic class yeah. clown and like a picture will pop up of them. So it got me thinking, what if we were to do like a Christmas character version of superlatives? I like this, like, like characters from Christmas high. Exactly. And we pick like the top five, like class clown, most popular, most athletic, uh, most likely to succeed and teacher's pet. Okay. We have to assign like a a Christmas character to it. Okay. Okay. I like that. Well, I'll give one to you first. Why don't you do um, class clown? Class clown. Okay. A lot of silly Christmas characters over the years. But one that stands out to me is I think just an actor that I think is hysterical in general, which is Danny Kaye. Mm. And love him. As Phil Davis yes, in that White old Christmas. chestnut White Christmas. I just, yeah. he always cracks me up. Um, I think he's just, he's really great at those like pratfalls. Yeah. Sort of like, he's like a Gumby sort of, sort of guy. So I'm going to go. Song and Dance Man. Song and Dance Man, yeah. which we need more of those. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think at Christmas High, the class clown has got to be Phil Davis. Okay. I like that. That's good. All right. Um, so for you, let's go most popular. I feel like if, if we're looking at Christmas High and we're like, who's the <laughs> captain of the football team? You know, who's the class president? All of those things, they're just super popular. Everybody loves them. Yep. Santa Claus. That's got to be Santa. I mean, I feel like he is sort of the man in the middle. Uh, yes. That unless you're going to go with like Jesus, <laughs> I think you're probably going Santa Claus as most popular. Yeah. He is president. He is mascot. Yeah. All he is of it. All he the does things it all. at Christmas yeah. high. Um, okay. Another one for me. Okay. Do um, why don't you do um, most athletic? Oh, this one, this one feels easy to me. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, think about who is pulling Santa's sleigh and has to fly all night long, all around the globe. Sure, you got to be pretty darn like shredded and you got ripped. Some quads. You got your quadzilla, <laughs> your basically. Quads, yes. And who's leading that sleigh? Rudolph, Mr. Rudolph. So I'm gonna go most athletic at Christmas High has got to be Rudolph. I like that. That's a good selection. All right, next for you, we're gonna go most likely to succeed. Most likely to succeed. Um. You know, okay, this is a good one. This is a, a bit of a throwback. Okay. Um, there's this movie, Santa Claus the Movie, which I I don't know if you've seen it yet. I've but never seen it, There's a character no. played by Dudley Moore named Patch, mm. who's sort of like Santa's like best little elf, elf helper, right? Okay. But he gets, he's an, he's an entrepreneur. And so mm. he's trying to always make like new toys. And he's like, Santa, look at these new toys. And like, he's trying to get <laughs> Santa to do video games and stuff like that. And Santa at this point in the movie just wants to make little wood cars and stuff. Yeah. So uh, Patch, he makes these candy canes that make kids fly. So oh, he, wow. he starts a whole business. So, yeah. I'm going to go Patch from Santa Claus, the movie back in the early eighties. You know who Patch would get along really well with? Who? Liz and Naomi. From Never Been Chris because yes. they're very entrepreneurial. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil too much for the listeners out there, but they developed this technology that is very, very cool that sort of pops off for them, and you get to see how that sort of plays out like that. across the film. So I feel like Patch, Liz, and Naomi would be would be buddies. For That's sure. pretty good. Yeah. Um. All right. Last one. What? Uh, who would be the teacher's pet of Christmas High? Who? I mean, we got to go with someone who's eager to please. Yeah. Right. And when I think of like people who are eager to please, and it's funny that this person's popping into my mind because there's a scene in Never Been Christ where this film is playing in the background. Okay. It's a wonderful life. Love that movie. And I mean, who is more eager to please than Clarence? Ding, 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 ding. Just wants to hear that bell ring, right? That's good. Um, So I got to go teacher's pet, Clarence. I like that. That's pretty good. Wonderful life. Yeah. If you're looking to take a little trip down memory lane and think about maybe those people from high school that maybe you haven't seen in years, or maybe you're 
Maybe you just saw him recently yeah. and you know them as sort of like class clown and all those things. Uh, make sure you check out Never Been Chris, um, and you can find out why they say Never Been Chris. Yeah. The way that sort of plays out in the film is, is super, super fun. I like how they work that in. But uh, it's a brand new film starring Tyler Hines, Janelle Parrish, and Pascal Lamoth Kipnis, which premieres this Saturday night, November 4th at 8, 7 Central. It's a great one. Honestly, it's been one of my favorites so far this season. So you guys are going to want to make sure you check that out this Saturday night only on Hallmark Channel. All right, that was awesome. I'm so excited to see that. Um, but I think it's countdown time, yeah? Oh, I'm so ready. Let's do it. Okay, so folks, here we are, the top five of our top ten Desert Island Christmas artists. How are you feeling right now about My where, list? yeah, like 10 through 6, like I've been having a little bit of like... I, Dread? Well, I'm looking at the people that didn't make the list, I'm like, how did I not get them in there? We always sort of run into this, like in between recording sessions, yeah. I'll look at the ones that aren't on there and I go, could I sacrifice a five through one? And take one of these people who's not in there and put them in. Which is crazy. I know. Because you were taking somebody from your 15 through 11 and bringing them up to the top five? It happened. I mean, Frog? Bing was originally at number nine and he worked his way all the way up to six. All right. These all things right. happen. People I, I couldn't do it. My top five is so perfect of like five amazing artists. If I can't. What's well, missing Dean Martin? Dean Martin was on the list. He was at 10. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's actually recap for you. Yes. For me, I had Dean Martin at number 10. Mm. I had J.D. McPherson at nine. Nine, yes. I had Mannheim Steamroller and Trans-Siberian Orchestra at eight. I had Kenny Rogers at seven and Nat King Cole at six. I'm still reeling. That is... Kenny that is over nine. Dean Martin is just like, I'm trying to wrap my mind around that one. Yeah, it's, it's tough, but, but I'm trying to... you know, that's what we to, do here. Trying to spread it out. Yeah. Here we go. Okay, so my number five was mentioned before, okay. uh, which is Pentatonix. Oh. Pentatonix. As we said, they have seven albums or an eighth one coming. Uh, they're so great. They they just make great music. Um, they do good Chris, uh, Christmas music videos. Yeah. Um, they they do specials every year. They know how to like sell the season. It's also interesting to me because they strike me as people as pretty avant garde type mm. people. Yeah, yeah. Right. If you look at their fashion and like the types of stuff that they wear, like they seem a little more edgy than their content necessarily is. Mm, Do you know what I mean? They sing a lot of very wholesome kind of classic songs, but the way they dress is very edgy and and cool. Um, But their version of Mary Did You Know cannot be topped. And that's a great song. Let's hear a little bit of Pentatonix's version of Mary Did You Know. Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day walk on your baby boy would save our sons and daughters did you know that your baby boy has come to make you new this child that oh, i mean the arranged rendition yeah is so beautiful i mean beautiful song obviously but uh, i think if i had to have just one one uh, artist on a deserted island for the rest of my life, in my five slot, I'm going pentatonics. Yeah. I love that you bring up like their fashion because yeah. I feel like acapella groups have like a specific look sure. to them. Yeah, yeah. And like, I feel like, you know, look, I grew up loving acapella music. I, if I was a better singer, I would probably be in an acapella group. But I feel like there's just like you could put acapella singers in like the hippest clothes and give them new haircuts, but 
they're still acapella they're singers, still acapella singers <laughs> yeah. you know like it's, it's just um that's what i see when i see pentatonics but like they're they're just so incredible they're and cool, yeah. so fun and i'll never forget seeing them uh in the macy's thanksgiving day parade back in 2012 it was just that was like right at the beginning of their yeah. career i was like who are these people they're great they're acapella they're christmas it's all the things i love yep. so great selection um all right so recapping my 10 through six at number 10 I sort of stretched the rules a little bit, and I went boy bands. That's all right. Could be in 98 Degrees, could be in sync, whatever. Uh, you know what I did not share is who my 10B was that I was literally debating who between. Was it? it was Andy Williams. Oof. Yep, I know. I, I'm sure there's people out there who are like, how in the world did you not put Andy Williams on your list? I'm sorry, folks. That's why you got to come back for the bonus episode. That's right. He may be there. Maybe there. You'll find out. Uh, number nine, I had Buble. Number eight, Pentatonics, number seven, Ella Fitzgerald, and number six, Bing Crosby. Uh, coming in at number five, and I'm shocked. I'm shooketh, as the kids say, that I have this person at number five. Limp Biscuit. No, I'm <laughs> You got me. I had to. I had to. Um, I've actually been Googling throughout the episode to try to find Limp Biscuit. Fred Durst. Christmas, Christmas music. It, it exists. No. Maybe we'll close out the episode with a little Limp Bizkit Christmas music. Uh, but no, at number five is Dean Martin. Fair, fair. When I look at the four that are up in front, you know, the thing is about Dean is like, Dean, one of my favorite performers of all time, and though he did lend his voice to Christmas music, I don't necessarily think of Christmas music first Sure. when I think of Dean Martin. I do think of, think of like, that's Amore, or ain't that a kick in the head, or the stuff he obviously did with Frank and with Sammy. Um, but obviously like his voice, you know, being lent to songs like silver bells, silver bells. like it just, it's so good. His winter wonderland. I love obviously baby. It's cold outside. We love, um, I also love if you guys are into going onto YouTube and watching like old clips of like old Christmas specials. Um, the 1968 Dean Martin show Christmas special, which was a year after him and Frank did like a family one together, sure. which you can also find on YouTube. Uh, I love his performance of marshmallow world on that show is so funny. He has like two women standing with him that I don't know why like I was watching it last night. I was like, I don't know why they're there other than just to like, they're like flirting with him the whole right. time while he's like trying to be like serious. One of them was like whispering in his ear and the other one's like tickling him. And I was right. like, somebody pitched this as a bit. Yeah. And they're like, but it's fun to watch him sort of like trying to keep a straight face. Well, the other thing about him, when he did the Dean Martin show, he was like notorious for he came to zero rehearsals. So That's like right. yeah. they would rehearse the whole thing and figure out we're going to do this bit and then we're going to have this part and then this part. But he would only show up for the show. Yeah. And so I've heard interviews with people that were on the show. and They'd be like, you'd have a guy standing there that was like, this is where Dean will be. But you never knew if Dean would actually be standing there. Right. And so it, I think that's what gave it that sort of really spontaneous kind of feel. It definitely feels yeah. that way. Yeah. Um, or they planned, they didn't even know if the women were going to be there. And last minute, the director's like, hey, wouldn't it be Put funny some if, girls if some ladies yeah. stood there? But Dom DeLuise is in that special, yeah. Bob Newhart, all these like iconic performers. Um, but the song I want to listen to is a song that I wanted to bring up on a previous countdown. I even mentioned this to you after we record i was like oh crap i wanted to do a different dino song okay um so i want to listen to christmas blues oh yeah you played this for me so for people who know dean martin you know we know all these iconic songs or iconic songs um but christmas blues is one that i don't know if i had heard until a few weeks ago so i'd like to share it with everybody now uh, let's take a little listen to christmas blues by dean martin the jingle bells are jingling the streets are white with snow 
The happy crowds are mingling, but there's no one that I know. I'm sure that you'll forgive me if I don't enthuse. I guess I've got the Christmas blues. Good, right? So good. It feels a bit like Elvis. Yeah. In, in a way, I, I I think the reason I like Dean Martin and the reason I like Elvis is the similarities between them. Their voices just have a lot of like that real deep, low, yeah. deep. I'm like, oh, I can sing like that. Yeah. Um, which is probably why. I like them. But yeah, uh, Dean Martin, you can't go wrong with him. That's why I've got him at my number five. I love it. That's Even that is probably too low for poor old Dino. I know. I know. But I feel like he should have been top three, but then I look at my top three and I go, sorry. What are you going to cut Dino, out? this is where you're yeah. at. Yeah. Uh, so my number four is Buble. Whoa. Okay. I got Buble at four. Ooh. What, what could possibly be three, I know two, now, and one? I mean, I know that, one who's going to be there for sure. Sure. I feel very confident that I, yeah. I know who one of your top three is. Yeah. But now that Buble's out of the ring. I know. I got Buble at four. So I got Michael Buble at four. As we said, he's only got the one album. Right. But there's the deluxe version. Um, I was trying to think of a great song to play for him. Uh, I love his version of Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. It's probably my second favorite to Darlene Love's version of it. Okay. Um, let's listen to a little bit of Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home by Buble. So good. Just rocks. Yeah. Great arrangement with the band. Did I tell you that I saw him live? No. Me and Lisa went to see him a couple years ago at uh, Staples Center, or now Crypto Arena. How was it? Um, He was great. He was so great live. He just was talking to the audience a lot. You know how some artists, when you go to see them live, they play their music, but they don't really conversate with with the audience? He had so much conversation with the audience Mm. and like talked about how... This was a big deal for him. And, you know, playing Staples Center was like a huge deal. And, like, he seemed so grateful that everyone was there for him. Yeah. And he acknowledged the band a bunch and his backup singers. He just was so gracious and so classy. And it was a spectacular show. So if you've not seen Buble in concert, highly recommend it. Did he sing any holiday tunes or was it all... No, because I think this was, we saw him in like April or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, it wasn't anywhere near the season. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be my number four selection. Michael Buble. Buble. Uh, I love Buble. He's so good. Um, well, this is a perfect artist to transition into my number four. Okay. And that's going to be Jamie Cullum. Yeah. Something in me wanted to put Jamie higher on the list, but... He's only done the one Christmas album. But it's so good. And it's so good. And then he released like a, the complete edition, yeah. you know, the next year. And just the way like he writes, the way he sings, the way he performs, you know, on songs like, you know, Hang Your Lights, uh, Show Me the Magic. I love that song. Um, his version of All I Want for Christmas is You is yeah. great. He does a bunch of other like classic Christmas songs that we all know. Um, much like you were just talking about Michael Bublé, I have seen Jamie in concert a few times over the years, and I actually just saw him a couple weeks ago here in, in L.A. And it's interesting, you know, you're talking about Bublé and he's at Staples and he's saying like how gracious, you know, how grateful he is and he's super gracious about the experience. Like Jamie was doing like the exact same thing. Like yeah. 
he was like, you know, my first real like venue I ever played at here in the States was here in LA and it was a really small jazz club. And he said in the audience was Michael Buble and Herbie Hancock. Wow. And he goes, so as if it wasn't like a pressure cooker enough that I was performing in LA as like a 21, 22 year old kid. He goes, I've got like the guy who's sort of become the king of it. Yeah. And he made this joke about like Buble sitting there and be like, there's only room for one of us around here, kid, (laughs) to do this sort of thing. Um, But I just, I love his style across the board. I've talked about him ad nauseum uh, on the show. And he, I wanted so badly, um, I know that it was September when I saw him. You know, but like, you know how like people will shout out yeah. in the middle of a show. They'd be like, you know, uh, something, you know, whatever song free you bird. want, yeah, you yeah. know, free bird or whatever. Somebody shouted out one song at one point, and I looked at my wife and I was like, I really want to shout out, hang your piano lights. man at Christmas. Yeah, or like yeah. piano man at Christmas. That's exactly what I just to see like what his reaction would be because yeah. at the Disney Music Hall, have you been there? I've never been inside. So the way it's set up is really cool. We're like. There's the typical like audience, like sort of like out facing or yeah. like, looking in. But then there are these like sort of like elevated areas to the side of the stage. Mm-hmm. And we were on the side where his piano was. Yeah. So he was really only maybe, I don't know, 20 yards. So he would have heard you. Oh, he would have heard yeah. me loud and clear. Yeah. And it was the type of concert where he was like encouraging like audience participation. Like at one point he invited everyone to come down to the orchestra yeah, level. Yeah, you talked about that. And security was like, wait, 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 what are we doing here? So like, if I had screamed out like, hang your lights or piano man at Christmas, he would have heard and probably got a little little chuckle out of it. Yeah. But um, the song that I do want to play for everybody, because I know I've played a bunch over you know, the last couple of seasons, I, I want to play um, How Do You Fly? Do you know that know song? Let, let's play a little bit of it here. It just, it captures, I think, the spirit of Christmas. When I think of How Do You Fly... It, it sort of, uh, I'm trying to think how to say this without getting super emotional. It's like as you get older and maybe you start to lose the magic of the holiday season, it almost feels like an adult who's trying to tap back in to the magic of, of Christmas. So let's, let's take a little listen to How Do You Fly um, by Jamie Cullum. Let's say hello to the real Give her a wave Tell her it's okay To be scared of being discovered Find it hard to trust another To feel awful like a child when you are grown Saw you by. That's really good. It's beautiful. When he gets into that part of like, how do you fly? Oh, I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Trying to hit these falsetto notes, but it's just, um, it's beautiful. Like the lyrics of it connect. Like I think so often, you know, we have these big dreams and these things that we want to do with our lives and, you know, the world can beat up on you a little bit. And sometimes you just want to, Go back to simpler times where you believe that in yourself that you could do anything, and this sort of feels like, like an adult's cry to like feel the magic yeah. of the season again. If you haven't listened to it yet, go do yourself a favor, listen to it. It's "How Do You Fly" by Jamie Cullum. I love that. You know, it reminds me of two things. Mm-hmm. One, let's give a shout out to Jamie Cullum and the artists that do original Christmas music. Yes. While we love all the old standards and we love hearing "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" and all those things. I really appreciate when an artist writes original Christmas music. Yeah. I love that. Um, And then the other thing is, 
going off what you said, I saw a meme yesterday that said uh, it was a parent who had just tucked in their like three-year-old daughter and they heard their daughter as they were walking out of the room say, I love you, Teddy. And then like, then they heard her say, I love you, self. I love you too. Oh. And then they said, don't ever lose that kiddo. Mm. Don't ever lose that loving yeah. yourself, you know, Yeah. which I thought was great. Um, all right. My number three. Number three. Oh, my oh, gosh. This God. guy is so good. How do I have him at three? Harry Connick Jr. I knew he was going to be on your Harry list. Harry Connick Jr., uh, baby. Um, he has four Christmas albums. Okay. The best one being When My Heart Finds Christmas. It's so good. Which I've talked about many, many times. Um, but he also has Harry for the Holidays. Um, he has uh, music from The Happy Elf, which was like an animated <laughs> special that he did the music for. Yeah. Uh, and then there's What a Night, uh, a Christmas album. Mm. So he has those four albums. But I've talked about it before, but I'm going to talk about it again. When My Heart Finds Christmas is, I think, the most perfect Christmas album. Really? It is just top to bottom, gives me all the feels. If we had to do this list, but it was like just one album, mm-hmm. I would go with this album. Okay. It would be number one. Was it number one? on Because we did top 10 albums, I think, to kick off yeah. last season. I think it was... He, it must have been number must one. Have been number yeah. one. Yeah. Um, it's so great. It came out in 1993. It has Sleigh Ride is so good. When My Heart Finds Christmas. It must have been Old Santa Claus. Uh, Let It Snow. Uh, Ave Maria. Pray to the Wooden Soldiers. I Pray on Christmas. I yeah. Pray on Christmas. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> There's just his Oh Holy Night. And then he finishes it off with What Do You Do in New Year's. Oh. It's just the best album. So if you've not listened to it, go get yourself a deep dive into Harry Connick Jr., but especially that album. Let's listen to let's listen to um, What Do You Do in New Year's. That's a good one. Yeah, it's a good yeah, one. We'll listen to that. Maybe it's much too early in the game. Ah, but I thought I'd ask you just the same. What are you doing? Exactly 12 o'clock that night Welcoming in the new year New Year's Eve So silky smooth. You know why I think we don't listen to that song a lot at Christmas? Because it's a New Year's song. It's a New Year's song, yeah. but... I mean, look, we all continue to celebrate the holiday yeah. season up until New Year's Day and yeah. and beyond. So, and it's really asking. It's it should be if you think about the chronology of it. Yeah. It's saying what do you do in New Year's? Mm. So you would, in theory, be saying, "Hey, do you want to go on this date for New Year's?" Right. Which you're not going to do the day before. No. So it might be the week before. So it might be December twenty second or something. Yeah, it could be like you're getting bold and like you you know that you're going to go back home for the holidays, yeah. like for Christmas, but you're yeah. going to be back home, you know, to Chicago, New York, yeah. wherever you're yeah. living. Maybe the 29th, 30th, yeah. and you're starting to like put plan, the feelers out, out the there weekend. that yeah, you want to yeah. have that party yeah. with that person. Yeah, so, That's such a good song. Number three for me has got to be Harry Comic Jr. So good. So I'm so glad you turned me on to that album because I, I listened to it the other day because yeah. I was like, I got to listen to this album because it's just so darn good. Uh, all right. Number three for me, I feel like I'm finally giving this artist their due. Okay. 
on the show. Because every time we do a countdown that involves music, I always say, I love this artist, but I don't include them. Okay. Carpenters. Yeah. It's got to be the Carpenters. That Christmas portrait, specifically the special edition reissue. Yeah. That production... Like, I don't want to just call it an album. I want to call it a production because I realized something when I was listening to the album the other day, and maybe I mentioned this last season, is that it feels like a show. Mm-hmm. It's got a big overture yeah. at the top. There's medleys that are yeah. in there. Like, you know, speaking of hot chocolate, right? And like yeah. sitting down and sipping a hot chocolate at the holidays. What I want everyone to do this holiday season at some point in time is just sit in your living room, your study, wherever, get yourself a hot chocolate, or whatever beverage you want, you know, that, that sets the mood for you. Put this album on. Vodka Crayon. Vodka Crayon with lime. <laughs> That's your vibe. And a red crayon. Uh, get it in there. But no sliced cranberries. Right. That's not allowed. Um, sip your drink and just listen to this album from beginning to end. And because you will find and put your phone away. Yeah. That's a challenge to myself too. Put your phone away and just let the visuals start to come to you. Because what I realized when I was listening to this album is like, I feel like I'm at the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Yeah. With the overture in the beginning, the fun little medleys. Like I love the uh, Winter Wonderland Silver Bells medley is so good. Um, And then when Karen Carpenter hits you with her Ave Maria and Christ is Born, Oh my gosh, I'm getting chills yeah. thinking about it um, right now. It's like you are transported. Like I, I just imagine myself like at a holiday show in a gorgeous venue, and this lead singer is just up there yeah. taking you on. Even the artwork journey. of the album feels like it's a part of the whole thing. It really does. Like the Rockwell yeah. sort of yeah. style. Like I would love to see somebody do a stage version of that album. Yeah. I feel like you could totally do it with like little scenes in between. Um, Because that's basically Christmas Spectacular at Radio City. Just block out an hour and a half of time after your kids go to bed or if you don't have kids, like at the end of the evening after work is done, get your drink going, crack, get the crackling fire going and just listen to Karen Carpenter just take you away. It's it's so, so good. I love that. Do you want to listen to a certain song? Let's listen to her Ave Maria. Let's do it. Yeah. Really chills, yeah. So good. Amazing. Um, all right, so we only have two left. Two left. Top two. Top two. This is your top ten desert island Christmas artists. I know who one of them is going to be for you. I know, but who could the other be? Hmm. Number two for me. If you go... Frank Sinatra. No, Eric. Frank Sinatra Eric. at number two. We love Frank. You know that we love Frank. Just let it happen, Danny. Just oh let it wash over gosh. you. Gosh. Frank Sinatra... He probably should be a number one. He should be. But, I mean, there are other people that have to occupy that, that space, you know? Um, so, number two for me is Frank Sinatra. Yep. I have a feeling he's in your top two, so I won't say too much. Maybe. Um, but uh, you, our love for Frank Sinatra is well-documented. Yes, that's true. Um, he has so many great versions of all of these songs. As I said on, I think, our last countdown, um, I really like when he does the hymns. 
Mm. Like, it's fun. I love his version of Jingle Bells and stuff like that. But I want to listen to Hark the Herald Angels song, which is like one of those hymns. And he just, he has such reverence for it. And, you know, he was a devout Catholic and and I think took the season for what it was truly meant to be and and sort of honored that. Um, So I don't need to talk too much more about Frank Sinatra. You know I love him. You love him too. But let's listen to Hark the Herald Angels sing. Hark the herald angels sing Glory to the newborn king Peace on earth and mercy mild God and sinners reconciled Joyful all ye nations rise Join the triumph He really crushes the hymns. I'm glad you bring that up because, like, he does so many, and we think of like the more like the mainstream stuff. Yeah, have yourself a merry little Christmas, all yeah. that sort of stuff. But the way he does like Joy to the World and all yeah. those are, are so so good. Yeah. Number two. Wow. Okay. All right. Collect myself here. All right. Number two for me, Nat King Cole. Great, Nat King Cole. Great. Whenever I say Nat King Cole, all I can think of is the Rat Pack uh, live album. Because, you know, Sammy Davis Jr. used to do all these impersonations. Yeah, he does a great version. And whenever he would go, Mr. Nat King Cole, and you would hear Frank and Dean go in the background, was a merry old soul. <laughs> like to try to break yeah, him yeah. like every single time. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I talked about like Bing being like the voice of the holiday season, right? But <laughs> as as I get older, as I listen to more of his music and just gain an appreciation for his voice, for his style, like Nat just feels like Christmas to me. I mean, obviously it's well-documented, as you said, like our love for the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting, but he has so many other beautiful uh, renditions of songs that he has done. I want to shout out uh, just a couple right now. I love his Deck the Halls. Uh, I love his God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. That's a great one too. Uh, I love Caroling, Caroling. Caroling, Caroling through the snow, Christmas bells are ringing. Um, And you know, I want to play his Silent Night. Oh, yes. Let's listen to a little bit of Nat King Cole's Silent Night. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round yon That song, it gets me yeah. every single time. And I'm so glad that we're doing like the hymns yeah. countdown because I feel like we're really going to get to do a deep dive yeah. into Silent Night uh, on that episode. But you can't have Christmas without Nat King Cole. He really is is the greatest. But uh, that's my number two. I love it. I, right. I'm sorry. I'm so distracted right now because I wondered coming into this episode <laughs> if this was going to happen. And you, you would think... You would think that I would have known. You would think. Walking into this studio space today. You would think. As much as we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, it didn't dawn on me. Didn't dawn on you. Until you said Sinatra. Think about it. it. You have one artist to listen to. You're stuck. This is the only music you're going to hear for the rest of your life. 
just one artist. It's got to be Rob Barrett Jr. and Terry Asau with It's a Cow Christmas. Don't lie to yourself, folks. You know it's great, just like I do. It is the greatest Christmas album of all time. And if I only had one thing to listen to on a deserted island, I'm going It's a Cow Christmas. That's why I wore the sweater today in honor of it. Uh, let's play. What's what song should we play? Let's play. Um, oh we three gosh. cows. That's a good one. We three cows of Bethlehem. Is that the one that starts with the like Andrew's sister one? Um, oh my it's a cow gosh. Christmas. Number one, deserted island. Pick for me. It's a cow Christmas. We three cows of Bethlehem are still awaiting kings from afar, but we wonder. There you go. That that song's so good. I don't know. You didn't see that coming, did you? The thing is, I, I swear to you, Eric, like a week or two ago when we were starting to map out the season, I thought, I was like, no, he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he, he, wouldn't he couldn't put it above Frank Sinatra and Nat King Cole and all these people. And then even when we were standing in the hallway outside here today and you put on the, the cow sweater and I, we talked about it for five minutes yeah, at the yeah, top yeah, of the episode, yeah. never once in my mind did it like click like, oh, Danny, he's going to go there. And I'm honestly, I'm glad because it's like when you don't mean to spoil a gift yes. on Christmas, yes. but you do. Yeah. And then you're like disappointed because yeah, yeah. it would have been so much more fun. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad that I, it dawned on me. It surprised you. In that moment. Yeah. Oh, so great. Nicely done. <laughs> Somewhere, Rob Bear Jr. is listening to That's this episode you, and he's like, thank you guys for, for the love. Um, well, you didn't put Frank in number one. But you some, rightfully did. Probably. Somebody else did. Yes. Uh, it was between him and Fred Durst, and I had to go <laughs> with Fred Durst. I had to go with Fred Durst. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. You sometimes you just gotta break stuff. That's like right. the format. No, Frank Sinatra is is number one. Yeah. Um, you know, Dean Martin, number one entertainer. Frank Sinatra, his voice, and especially his voice on holiday music, yeah. like the hymns that you were talking about, it just he captures it uh, so so perfectly. I love the Christmas specials that he did over the years. Um, obviously, it's very well documented on the show that his version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is my favorite yep. Christmas song of all time. His Jingle Bells is fantastic. J-I-N-G-L-E oh, it's the best. <laughs> but the song that I want to play okay. is an old song that I just stumbled upon recently. Um, and maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. You probably have, Eric, because you're a huge uh, Sinatra fan. But but the name of the song is Christmas Dreaming. Oh, I'm doing my Christmas dreaming. Yes. A little early this year. It's so old, Frank. It's yeah. like him in front of a band somewhere in Jersey, yeah. like when he's in his 20s. His voice just, it's Frank, but it's a different. Yeah. There's he had a different he had definitely his had different eras of his voice. Yeah. So let's let's take a little listen to Christmas Dreaming by Frank Sinatra. I'm doing my Christmas dreaming a little early. 
this year No sign of snow around and oh, So you know what it sounds It sounds like you're listening on like an old crackly yes. radio and like that's your own there's no TV yes. it's just we're like let's turn on the Christmas program and, and stepping up to the mic is a young singer Francis out of, uh, Albert Sinatra with his version of Christmas Just Dreaming. Dreaming. And then he walks up to the mic. Yeah. Oh, what? Can you imagine being alive at that time and sitting around like just this huge box? Yeah. And Do you think that they knew that they were in the golden age of music back then? Like, I feel like we listen to music now and it's mostly crap. <laughs> and like, I don't think that we're in a golden age of music, but like... Do you think that they knew that they were in a golden age of music in that in the 40s and 50s? I don't think they knew. Yeah. Just like, you know, when you're in a place in a time, you don't know how it's going to be interpreted in the future. In the future. But the thing is, and I had this thought as we're talking about it in the moment, is why is that the golden age of music or why do we think of it? And I think it's because that was the only medium that people really had to share their voice, sure. their story, their music, whatever it was with the world. So I think when that's your only outlet, inevitably, you're going to put a lot more care into sure. it. Where yeah. now it's like you got to think about like, what's the social media cut? What's it going to look like on YouTube? All this. Inevitably, your bandwidth yeah. is spread. And because there's so much all the time... I feel like people don't worry about the quality being as high. Yeah. It's more about quantity. It's all about just, it's, you know, it's like disposable clothing, you know, like whereas back in the day, it's like you wanted every song on your record to be a hit. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and I miss those times and how do we bring that back? I I don't, I don't don't know. know. I do think that there is a little bit of a push for like sustainability in clothing, music, homes, you know, all that kind of stuff. So hopefully we're, I think we're the, getting there. The pendulum there. is coming back. I think the, the resurgence of that golden age of music and, yeah. and movies and seeing all these artists like we're talking about who are reaching their highest spot ever on the charts yeah. 40 years, 50 years after their album was released, 60 years, yeah. is because we are hungry for quality. Yeah. And I think we're in this interesting transition point, which I'm excited to, to be a part and to put quality content out into the world. You know? We're trying. We're, we're trying. trying, folks. Uh, but that is going to wrap us up yeah. for this one. This was a great list. I enjoyed this one too. immensely. Yeah. Um, we have a great list coming next week. Super excited about um, it. But we will be back next week. Uh, make sure you follow us on the socials at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads at Xmas Pod on the X, and full episodes on YouTube.com backslash or slash <laughs> Countdown Network. Uh, make sure you tell your friends about us, rate and review. And we will see you on the next one, but we like to close it how we always do, by saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. We will see you on the next one. Bye-bye, everybody. See ya.